welcome back to Chatting with Chaz. We are going for it today. We are going to talk about wellness. It's the topic you all have wanted to talk about. We have been walking through my journey of wellness for the past two and a half, almost three years in July. And the question is how, why, when, what, all these questions. I've invited my producer in to kind of ask, do you like that, Allie, how I called you a producer? That's perfect. It's perfect. Um, And I have invited her to be a part of this episode because she is the manager of our social team and she sees all of your questions and DMs and comments on YouTube. Make sure you're commenting there because we're looking and And she's going to help facilitate this so we get all the questions answered. Because she's like, I mean, they want specifics. They want to know what you're eating for breakfast. They want to know what's for lunch. What's in your bag for your snack? How much water do you drink? How did you lose 80 pounds, I think? Um, And again, I think because this is how we started. Is this how we're going to go? I'm just going to start talking, Allie, and just say how my journey started. Where do you want to start? Where did it all begin for you? Okay. So it all began with me in California, uh, on a trail was a Canyon that my kids really wanted to walk. And I went to Nike, I got a new pair of sneakers and I'm like, we are doing this Canyon. And in my head, I was fit and healthy. The scale would say otherwise. And my blood work would say otherwise. And, um, my doctors would say otherwise, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm doing this Canyon. So we start going up the Canyon and I cannot complete it. And it was the first time I felt myself thinking like, I can't keep up with my kids. So that was a game changer. And then we got home and it's like July, I think it's 2021. Yes. 2021. And, I remember that night after the Canyon, I ordered a salad and then I came home and then my life started unraveling with my marriage and heading down the path of divorce. And I knew that I was at my weakest physically, mentally, emotionally, and I needed to be at my strongest to get through this. And so I made an effort and a decision in my mind, okay, I need to start I need to start paying attention to what I'm eating. I need fuel instead of food and I need to start walking. So that's really how it started was um, me leaving the, the family home to start processing divorce, navigating this journey. I didn't want my kids to hear me on the phone with attorneys and on the phone with my sister crying. And so I would leave the house to just get peace and walk. And I kept walking and I kept walking. So it really started the journey with realizing I wasn't healthy and walking. And how long was your first walk? So it's funny. I remember, I literally remember my first walk started at my son's football field. He had football practice every day in the summer. And I wanted to be present in my kid's life more than ever. So I knew they needed me. We were all going through really hard things. So I would go to his practice. It was like at 3.30 in the afternoon. It was hot. And I would walk the tra- his track, basically the football field. He would practice on the green and I would walk around the football field and just keep walking the whole time he practiced was like two hours. And in that time I was on the phone with my sister, you know, or a good friend or with work and just kind of walking. So I think my first walk was like a mile, like four laps or five or six laps around the track. And then I headed to the park. So my house, you know, was here and the football field was like a block away. And that's where I'd go walk when Christian had practice. And then when he was at school in the mornings, I would go to the park close by. And that park, I remember walking it one time thinking, wow, I walked the whole park and now I run that park and I run 
sometimes around that park three and four times. So it's amazing little efforts. If you continue to do them, the progress. So I started walking and then I really enjoyed it mentally. Again, this is a subtle everyday change. I started walking and then I started feeling really good. And I realized I needed that walk mentally. I needed that walk to process. I needed that walk to listen to music. Music has been a huge part of my wellness journey. So I would um, get my headset. I went and invested in the big Max, Apple Max headset, and I would crank worship music on. And so I was kind of spiritually healing and then walking. I didn't even realize the physical piece was happening until I started getting dressed in the mornings. And I'm like, wait a second, my jeans are a little looser. And then my size started changing. That's when I started paying attention to food. And I started thinking about food differently, um, food to sustain me instead of food to just, you know, heal me. I was using food as a comfort during, um, all my challenges. I was very stressed out. So I was stressed out with my marriage. I was stressed out with business. I was stressed out with the weight of running a whole business on my shoulders. And then, you know, three kids that are super active and busy sending them off to college. So much was changing around me. And I just felt like the only thing I could control was what I was eating. And so that was where I got control. And I'm like, that's one thing I have control of. So today I'm going to order a salad and then I'm going to start drinking water. That was another big game changer. If you're ordering a salad, what are you ordering? Thankfully, I love veggies. I always have. I actually was a vegetarian before my wellness journey. I was a vegetarian, but that means I'm a carbitarian because if I was eating vegetables, but I was always eating carbs, pizza because it didn't have meat on it or, you know, potatoes or, uh, breads, a sandwich, because I just didn't like meat. So I'd have, you know, a sandwich with like a nice sandwich, like sourdough with like lettuce, tomato, onions, but it was all these carbs, or I would just order pizza because it was easy and fast. And I could be on a call from work and dial in a pizza. And by the time I got home, the family's fed, uh, pasta. I made every pasta dish under the sun. I think we all did during COVID. Um, but I was a big pasta, um, fan. So because I wasn't eating meat, that was the other issue why I was putting weight on thinking I'm a vegetarian. I eat healthy. I mean, sometimes you trick yourself and you think you're healthy because you're not eating all this red meat, but I was eating so many carbs. So that's where I I gained a lot of weight. And also I gained a lot of weight drinking soft drinks. Um, but back to your question, my salad is full of veggies. Um, I love basically every veggie and then a nice protein. I I started forcing myself to eat protein and that was a huge move and a a game changer as well is looking at food differently and just saying, I have to eat that, not thinking about what it was and just thinking it was good fuel for my body. So that was a big change as well. So lots of veggies and a protein. Is there a place that you go to, to get a salad? Yes. So if I'm at work, I'll order salada. They deliver. And let me tell you about the salad as well. So I always enjoy the salad because I love crunchy, cold, healthy food. Um, But there would be bread on the side. And then there would be like three dressings on the side. So honey mustard, ranch, those are not good. I never was really aware of the calories I was taking in. So you'd order a salad and you could eat 1500 calories by the time you add dressing and then you add, you know, cheese on top of it. So I think differently about how I put together my salad. So it's mostly veggies. It's a side of balsamic vinaigrette or some type of vinaigrette. And then I try not to use the whole side that they give me. Um, I try to keep my calories for my dressing, like under a hundred. If I'm at home, 
it's hard when you go to Salada because everything is like a hundred calories. Most of the dressings though are 300 calories per side. So you have to be careful. If you get two dressings, you're at 600 calories, eat a cheeseburger. So I don't want to do that. So, um, at home I buy the skinny, what is it? Skinny girl, uh, balsamic vinaigrette. It's like 10 calories and then you don't feel guilty about the dressing. So, um, yeah, gotta be careful with the dressing and the side of bread. Let's start from the beginning of your day. I know yes. you wake up five, five thirty. Let's talk about that. Number one thing, and you're going to hear another amazing podcast from us that we've already put together, um, from an expert in this field. And when I asked him what the most important thing is, and I will tell you, it is true in my life as well. He would say the number one step before you start any type of wellness journey is proper sleep. And we need seven to eight hours. Now you think your teenager needs that, but truly I was not aware. I thought if I got four or five hours, I was good to go. That was a good night's sleep if I hit five hours. And I was depleted. When you are depleted in food, in sleep, you make poor decisions. So when you're tired, when your guard's down, like you're tired, you're stressed, you make bad decisions in really every area of life. And I was doing that with food. So when I was tired, I'm going to Starbucks and getting a huge caffeine, sweet drink full of sugar. Cause I'm like, I need, I'm so tired. Or I was doing that when I was drinking Coke, I was like, I just need Coke because I need energy. So I was looking at other sources to give me energy instead of a good night's sleep. So I invested in an aura ring, um, which monitors my sleep and it really is helpful. I wake up in the morning. Really? The first thing I do is I look at my sleep and see how I slept. And I'm like, Oh, that felt good. Um, and then it'll tell me if I slept poorly. And normally it's a I can tell if I slept poorly now. So I try to get eight hours, very rare, but I aim for at least seven. And so why, what do you do to do that? I had to change my complete routine. I had to start going to sleep at nine 30. Now I'd like to move the clock to like eight 30 or nine. That would be amazing. But to tell you the progress I made with that, I would stay up and pride myself by staying up till one or two o'clock in the morning. Cause that's when I got all my best work done. So I thought, but then I'm getting up with the kids in the morning and I had like zero sleep. I was a walking like zombie using Starbucks and Coke and unhealthy things to push me through the day. So game changer, you got to get sleep, leave the dishes in the sink. Don't fluff the pillows. I kind of let things go to put my health as a priority. And so sometimes you got to let something go. And it was the perfect house. (laughs) Now I'm like, it's fine. If the kitchen's dirty, I'm going to bed. When you go to bed, do you just fall asleep or do you watch TV? How do you kind of like calm down or start your bedtime routine? A bedtime routine is wash my face, cozy PJs. I'm a big PJ girl. I love a PJ or a good sleep shirt. Um, I normally talk, uh, I'll say goodnight to my kids, kind of talk to them first. And then, um, I talk to my boyfriend right before I go to sleep. We kind of talk about the next day, what we're doing and what time we're going to work out. And we're planning for the next day. So you have to think about your next day before you go to sleep. And then once I get off the phone, kind of our little thing is um, when Douglas and I chat, and even before Douglas, I would say it was just putting the phone down on the charger. And at one point I moved my charger to my dresser so that my phone wasn't at my nightstand. But now I'm so tired by the time I hit the sheets, I don't even want to be on my phone. I sometimes fall asleep fully clothed. I mean, that's how tired I am. But when you're putting in a great workout and you're waking up at five o'clock in the morning, um, and you're working hard all day, and then you're making dinner and you're doing all the things when you hit the sheets, 
I don't, I don't scroll anymore. I mean, maybe I'll check our Instagram page. I'll go through DMs really quick occasionally. And then I put it down and I don't touch it again. You're headed to your workout. Are you eating before or are you eating after? Great question. So great night of sleep. I wake up sometimes five, sometimes mostly five 30. And then I'm a slow starter. So I like to kind of stretch, lay in bed a little bit. I have a devotional on my nightstand, so I'll try to grab that and, um, read my devotional. It takes me like two minutes and then I go wash my face and do my morning routine, which takes like five minutes, get dressed. And I head to the gym. I do not eat. I do not feel good when I eat before I work out. I feel like I'm best with an empty stomach. But then when I'm working out, I am looking forward to that smoothie. What about water? Water. So, you know, that is my struggle. I struggle with water. Um, but when I'm working out, that's the only time I crave water is when I'm running and working out. So I try to bring, I forgot today, but I generally try to bring a bottle of water or sometimes drink some water on the way to the gym. What's your favorite water? By default, I have this brand just sent to me because my kids really love it. Um, I don't know that it's my favorite. Um, what is it? Essentia or Essentia? Essentia. Yeah. It's just shipped on a subscription at this point. So that's what I drink. Um, water? Do you put any lemon, anything, any fruit? You know, occasionally, sometimes I just want a little flavor because I struggle with drinking water. Um, I have these little like... Um, packets. Like I had one this weekend. It's like a lemonade flavor. There's like no calories in it, but it's a natural, um, it's a natural filler, but it has electrolytes in it. So sometimes I'll throw that in, but generally it's just straight up water. What role does an accountability or coach play? Huge. Um, so when I was on this journey, when I began it, I was doing it alone and I did not have a partner in my life that really ever wanted to work out. Um, so I just did it alone. And then I joined a gym and that was super helpful. I started Orange Theory and I ended up meeting friends there. And so I knew, oh, they're going to be there. So it kind of kept me accountable, especially I had one coach that she always just looked for me. And so we, we, we had a really good friendship. And so I was like, okay, Allie's going to be there. So I definitely want to work out. I'd get up at four 30, be there at five. And then I moved. And when I moved, I moved away from that gym and I kind of changed everything. And I started going to orange theory less. Um, but having her, that coach, that was accountability um, for a short season, I had a personal trainer because I just didn't know what to do with weights. I was a cardio person. All I did was walk. I lost most of my weight walking, but then I had a lot of, you know, um, skin that was just kind of loose after you lose weight. So I wanted to start defining my body. So I met with a personal trainer and that kept me accountable to going to his gym every Saturday and Sunday. I was still doing orange theory during the week. Um, but then I would see him to do personal training, but now a lot of you know, I met an amazing partner, uh, my boyfriend, Douglas, and he enjoys working out like I do. So we work out together and there's days I do not feel like working out. And he's like, come on, we got to do this. We got to go. And there's days where he's like, eh, and I'm like, well, we got to run. So we have a perfectly healthy, um, accountability system. I mean, it really works. He could tell when I'm dragging and he'll push me. I feel like I don't really have to push him. He's just always going. <laughs> I'm normally catching up, but I appreciate knowing that he's there waiting for me. It gets me out of bed on the days that I'm cozy and warm and it's 29 degrees. and I do not want to get out of the bed. I'm like, okay, he's waiting for me. I'm getting out of bed. It's been super helpful. Yeah. And if you have a friend or your husband or your partner, it is so good to have 
another person that loves it just as much as you and you're in sync and you keep each other accountable. We're getting to the gym. What are we doing first? It just depends on the day. So right now I'm training for a half marathon, which who would have thought Allie, it's kind of your idea. Uh, Allie was like, let's do something fun. And I'm like, well, I'm really enjoying running lately. She's like, let's do a half marathon. And I was crazy enough to say, okay. So, um, I'm training for this half marathon. It's March 9th. So right now all my efforts are really about being prepared for this half marathon. So I'm running a lot now. So a morning could be heading to the gym, getting on the treadmill and pushing out some miles, like depending on what the calendar, there's a a calendar we're doing for this marathon training. So it could be three miles. It could be five miles. I mean, it could be 10 miles. It's crazy. It's getting heavy right now. (laughs) (laughs) And what treadmill would you say you're using? What's your favorite? I love the Peloton. So I had a Peloton when, um, when I started my journey and I used it just for walking. And then occasionally I, um, was like, Oh, because I would be struggling with my time management and walking takes longer. So I would try to speed my walking up and I'd go into a a slight little run. So I started running just to kind of get it done. Um, but then I started enjoying it and then Douglas really is a runner. So we'd be working out walking and then he'd like be kicking up his, um, treadmill and I'm like, I could keep up with you. And I just started running and it surprised me that I could run because, you know, two or three years ago I couldn't, I mean, I could maybe go a block and I was out of breath and winded. So, Anyway, um, I love the Peloton. I started on the Peloton walking and now I'm running on the Peloton. So that's my favorite. It's easy on your knees and on your joints and you have views. You can like visit different cities on the app and it just kind of tracks your progress. It tracks like your, um, your power and how far you've gone and it tracks your time and you can go back and see your progress and be like, Oh, I did an eight mile an eight minute mile. And then when I started this, it was a 15 minute mile. So it's, it's great as far as tracking your progress. I love it. Okay. So if you're not running, what are we doing? So if we're not running, uh, like today was a rest day for our marathon schedule, half marathon schedule. So today we went to the gym and we worked legs. So I did like leg presses, um, leg curls, and then we did, um, some arm, you know, uh, movements, exercises, it is super important for me to try to build muscle and muscle burns fat. And so I really want to be defined. So I'm trying to add in working out with weights. Um, we also, um, have a tonal machine and that has been fantastic because it's a home gym that's on a wall basically. And it's all resistance training. So like this weekend, I just did a functional body, all body workout and it hit arms, chest, back, legs, and they are phenomenal. Like I will break a sweat. I will feel it. Um, you know, and you can go into the machine and be like, today I want to work on, you know, glutes and today it's core exercise or today just want to work on chest and biceps. So it's super specific So I've been doing a lot of that, like kind of alternating. And I think ideally we've talked about once this marathon is over, we'll continue to run, maybe not at the extreme pace, but running with muscle, um, weight training as well. I think like five days a week weight training for me at 50 years old. Would you say that running is now your favorite workout? Hmm. Is it my favorite? I actually think I enjoy the weights the most. Um, but I will say when I run, there is something that happens. 
I, the mental part of running is hard for me. Like if when he, we talk about a 10 mile run, I'm like, what am I going to do with my mind for 10 miles? Like, that's what I think about. What's the playlist look like. But when you are in that zone, there is no feeling like it. I mean, you just feel like you're in peak shape. You feel like you can do anything. I have my best ideas. I have great thinking time on those runs. And then there'll be times in the run where you're feeling sluggish and then you just get a burst. I think they call it runners. What is it? Runners high. Runners high. Have you felt it? You told me about that and I feel it. Like there, the other day we were running and I just took off. It just happened. A great song came on. I think it was Van Halen Jump. I think I actually jumped. Um, but you got in the zone. Yeah, you get in the zone. So I do love it. Do I want to run 10 miles every day? No. Um, do I want to run three? miles every day. I think I kind of do. I, I really enjoy it. Tell us about the Bulgarian squat. It's awful. It's, it's basic torture. However, the glutes felt it. I mean, I could barely get out of bed the next day, but they're really hard. Can you show um, us the Bulgarian squat? Can I show you? It would not be pretty, but it is. I, mean, I could show you. Should I show them the Bulgarian? Do you think I could do it? No. Tell us Just describe don't. it. What is a Bulgarian but basically squat? Basically you're, um, so you're laying down, your back is on the bench, your shoulders are on the bench, and you're basically putting one leg up and your butt is touching the ground and you're pulling up, kicking it to the sky, like up and down. Just try it. I mean, just Google it. It, it doesn't look like it's anything that hard. I'm like, that's easy. And then you do four sets of it and my legs were shaking and I felt it and could barely get out of bed the next day. But I like that. That feeling of pain makes me feel like it's working. So I used to not like it, but whenever I feel it, I'm like, okay, I did it right. My form was good. That's how it's supposed to feel. Um, yeah. And I feel strong when I work with weights. Like I love my favorite exercise probably is a bench, a bench press. They just make me feel strong. Like I just love them which is weird, but I love them. I know you did bike riding a lot. Yes. Are we still biking? You know, that's become a little bit of a seasonal thing for us because it's cold in Atlanta right now. So, you know, I don't really want to be out there in the wind at 20 degrees. So we'll either walk or run or go to the gym and run in the treadmill or do weight training. Um, I will tell you, I love cycling. I have always loved cycling. I did not do it to the degree that I'm doing it now. I just did it for fun when I was younger. Um, but I see a difference in my body when I cycle. I actually lost weight when I cycled. My legs were so strong. Like they just, I will tell you, they feel stronger biking than they do running. I just thought my legs would be ripped with running, but it's really not the case. Um, I get a great calorie burn with running, but the results in my legs physically, like what you see has come from cycling, I believe, and walking. Okay. Really quick. Your favorite running shoes. So I feel like I've tried them all. I've tried Hoka's. I've tried, I've tried New Balance. I've tried Nike 270s. That was a big one. I, I loved those, but they, as, when you start running, I just, I was feeling it in my back. So I, I tried Brooks and everybody told me that's like the, the, the shoe for running Sacconi. Am I saying it right? Yeah. You know what we're talking yeah. about. So uh, I do like those. They're super lightweight, but the sole is thinner. And so for the lightweight effect, if you are like, you know, you like that, that's a great shoe, the endorphin speed. Um, that was my number one favorite. However, I forgot my running shoes when we were on a trip. So we went to the running store and the guy was like, you just got to try these new balance. You just have to try them. And they have a sole that's like that thick. It's a flex sole. And I just feel like I don't have the impact in my knees with them. And that's what I hear from runners is it's, it's very 
impactful on your knees. And I felt it in my knees and I'm like, I don't want to have bad knees. You know, I want to be healthy. I feel like they have helped my knees. What about a bike? When you're bike riding, what do you use? Specialized. It's a specialized, the brand is specialized and it's a mountain bike. And, um, I will tell you a funny story. We started, I bought a, um, electric bike when I was at the beach and I bought a cruiser and I just wanted to cruise the beach and I wanted a basket and it was fan. It was fine. It was heavy though. So these electric bikes are super heavy. So I felt like I was putting in such a workout, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. And so I like it for just a little fun cruise. And if I'm going to use the power, but I found myself not using the power cause I wanted the workout. And I'm like, why am I pushing this really heavy bike? you know, I was kind of conflicted. So I'm going to keep her at the beach. Um, Douglas got me a mountain bike and we got the same bikes, um, that we both have the same bike. And I will tell you game changer, it's lighter. Um, but you still feel it. You're doing the work, but there's no option for cheating. It keeps you honest. Those electric bikes do not keep you honest. I mean, I was just kind of chilling with, with my electric bike cruiser. And then I get on this and we are doing like 20 miles. We're doing a great pace. And at the end of it, you're burning 800 calories. I'm dripping wet. It's, it is probably, I will say my best workout is when we cycle. Now we're headed to lunch. Yes. Yeah, so now know, we have lunch. I know we touched on salad. Yes. What are we getting if it's not a salad? Do we ever do anything other than a salad for lunch? So I'm kind of a creature of habit. Um, and I'm the same with food. Um, so morning I had my smoothie. I don't know if we talked about that. And the smoothie has, no, let's dive into the smoothie. Let's dive into the smoothie. I, I like a smoothie for a couple reasons. I feel like it's a complete nutritional substitute for doing a meal. So it has my greens. Um, I use uh, green vibrance. It has the protein isopure vanilla. It has yogurt. It's another thing I can't pronounce. Oikos? Oikos. I think it is Oikos. And it's the um, triple zero. So low sugar, low fat, low calorie. And I think it's vanilla. And it's vanilla. It's awesome. It's also a great little snack. They have the little snack containers. Those are fantastic. Those are sometimes dessert. Put a little strawberries on top. It's like dessert. Um, But it has that. It has a little bit of milk. I used to have a banana. We took out the banana for the calories. Um, Do you still put oats in? We still put oats and you know, I struggle with the oats. I didn't say anything because I don't want to mess with the smoothie recipe, but it is the carbs. And I, I feel like my body does not handle carbs. Well, I feel like like yesterday I had bread and I tell you, I felt like I, I blew up. I don't know that that's a fact, but I just feel like some people handle carbs and starches and things differently. And I think I am one of those. Um, but I do the oats because I feel like it's good for just kind of keeping me filled Um, so yeah, I have a smoothie. I have that every single morning. So then lunch is typically a salad. Um, in between I might have a yogurt or a little thing of cottage cheese. Like if I want a snack, cottage cheese has a good, like 15 grams of protein, low in fat, and, uh, it's pretty complete. Um, sometimes for lunch I'll have eggs. Like I like eggs and I'll have hard boiled eggs and I'll just chop them up. I'll take out the yolks. Sometimes I'll add a little cottage cheese to that. Um, that's when I'm at work. If I've just packed something quick, um, let's see what else, a protein bar. I not only was I vegetarian, like I didn't like red meat, but I also never ate fish. So now if we're like into dinner, I will occasionally have salmon, which here's the thing you have to, to have great gains, you have to change. And I did have to change 
100% my eating habits. Never ate fish, never had red meat. Um, I didn't even like chicken. So I eat all those things. Now I will have a steak. Now I like it well done because the whole idea of fleshy meat, pink blood, it's just, I don't like it. So it has to be well done for me to get it in, but it's a great source of protein. So there's going to be things that you have to do that maybe you never thought you would do. And I have to do it because I want the gains. I want the results. So, um, and salmon is one of the, I do not like how salmon tastes. I don't like it at all but I eat it because I know it's good for me. I load it with lemon because I feel like lemon kind of kills the flavor, but I don't like it. I just eat it. (laughs) I would be lying to you if I said, I love salmon. I do not at all. So yeah, salmon, like broccoli on the side, asparagus. I love asparagus. And now I'm meeting with a nutritionist, you know, and occasionally I'm not doing that very well. But she is telling me that I can have carbs. So it'd be like a sweet potato. Like I've been not having potatoes. So I'll have like ideal dinner would be a sweet potato and then something green, broccoli, asparagus. I love broccoli, rob. I love um, like a good green, a salad, and then a piece of protein, which is generally a chicken, piece of chicken. When you cook your veggies, it's not in butter and salt, right? No. Olive oil, a maybe? olive oil, like a tablespoon of olive oil or a teaspoon of olive oil. Just a little bit, a little salt. I like, I like salt. It also does not agree with me, but just a dash of salt gives me a little savory something. And your sweet potato too? No, I try to, I do this yogurt butter. Um, is it brumble, brumble butter? And it's just like, lower calorie. Uh, and sometimes I'll just go for the normal butter, like a carry gold. It's just good, but I just use a little bit, very sparingly. A just little cinnamon mix that. Cinnamon is really good. Yes. I forgot about that. My mom always used to do it with, with cinnamon. Cinnamon is good in general. Like it's a really good thing. Sometimes I'll put it on top of a latte. Um, yes. Let's talk about your coffee. Yes. So you used to go to Starbucks. Yes. You, said you used to get these sugary drinks. What do you order now that's a little healthier? So it's funny. I never was a coffee drinker. And the only way I could drink coffee, this is the other thing. Like, okay, I think a lot of people like drink wine just to kind of socialize. Coffee was one of those things. It was something my daughter loved. And she would always go to Starbucks and I'd order like a a tea or something. And she's like, oh, you got to try this. So I started doing it with her, but I was forcing myself to do something to kind of just socialize with her, to have something fun. Like we just go for a workout, go to Starbucks. So I started drinking um, the brown sugar shake and espresso. But the thing is you have to flavor it to like it. So I was taking in all these calories and I'm like, why did I even do that? And now I feel like addicted to it. Right. So it's just, it's not worth it. I do not drink. Um, I don't drink wine. I don't want to, but I really didn't even drink coffee. I just did it to socialize. So you need to check that out too. Um, but now I like a cappuccino. I fell in love with it in Italy. We went to Italy. Everybody was drinking cappuccino. I'm like, what's the big deal? It's cleaner than like a Starbucks loaded sugar drink. So I feel good about it. And to me, it's just like a a moment. I just like the moment of it. Do you put anything in your cappuccino or just straight cappuccino? I do. So Douglas has these cute little sugar sticks and I'll put the sugar stick. They're like rock candy in it, but can they get those somewhere? Amazon. He gets them on Amazon. They're like raw sugar. Raw brown sugar. And then like if we're out somewhere and I get it, I, I'll do like a packet of raw brown sugar. I think it's okay. It's like moderation. Like you don't want to restrict yourself from everything. So if you're going to have a packet of raw brown sugar, go for it. You know, I'm not eating, you know, a piece of cheesecake. It's kind of like choose your 
Your splurge? One of the DMs said, what brand of cappuccino maker do you have? So I don't have a cappuccino make cappuccino maker. Um, at our stores, we have the Wolf built-in, and Douglas has the Wolf built-in as well. It's like a cappuccino in the wall kind of machine. Um, and then at the, um, I did actually, my team got me an espresso machine last year for Christmas. Jacqueline took it to school. So she has that. (laughs) And then what? And then the Jira is, um, a machine that Douglas has as well. And that is like a counter cappuccino machine. So if you want something in the counter, not built in, which is actually probably better because you can't, if something goes wrong, you know, you have to deal with that. Um, I would recommend the Jira. How it makes sp- great cappuccino. How do you spell that? J-U-I-R-A, I think. We can look for the details on that. But that's a great one. And I've talked to kitchen builders, and he they recommend that as well because some of the built-ins have problems, and then you have to take the whole system out to get it repaired. It's a whole thing. Do you have a healthier dessert that you eat? So luckily, I'm not a sweets person. I mean, I like a, something sweet, of course, but I would rather have something savory, like savory, something like... Popcorn. I love popcorn. I don't know what the deal is, but I do love it as a snack. Um, a dessert would be, I mean, I'm trying to think when we get dessert, what do we ever get dessert? I love a chocolate chip cookie. I mean, how do you beat a chocolate chip cookie? A good chocolate chip cookie is fantastic. I used to love cheesecake. That would be a big splurge. If we all went out to dinner, we'd share like a slice of cheesecake. Oh yeah. I love, that's true. I love like when my birthday comes, I like a red velvet, nothing. What is that place? Nothing, nothing, bunk cakes. nothing, bunk cakes, the red velvet. It's really the icing that gets me. <laughs> it's that cream cheese icing. And I'm not a big cake person, but that is the best cake bar none. It is amazing. It's so moist. I can't imagine the butter content, but it's so good. But I do have it on my birthday. That's I had good. like two pieces on my birthday. It was amazing. <laughs> what would you say is your biggest change or shift in your mindset? Cause you saw the physical change, but what about the emotional change or the mental changes? I mean, that's a great question. It truly, I would say what, what is, um, changed this from a diet to a lifestyle is changing my habits. Like every single habit, it has been a discipline of, you know, this is when I'm going to sleep. And sometimes it does not work for my family. You know, they're like, what do you mean you're going to sleep? We want you to watch a movie with us. And sometimes I have to say no to them in order to be successful and, and living out my goals. So, you know, and you know, sometimes if it just, it gets in the way sometimes, like I'm just getting going at nine 30 generally before this whole change, it's like, Hey, we're like dancing in the kitchen. So I've had a completely change. So I think it's just sticking to habits and you have to stick to something for it to become a habit. And that has been the game changer. I would say, um, really in this whole thing, the habit of going to church, the habit, cause it's been emotional, physical, mental. It's been all of that. It's been holistic health. And so like sticking to on Sundays, I'm going to church, sticking to, I'm working out every morning, even though sometimes it's hard because I have to race to the gym to get back to wake up Christian. And it's like, I should just stay and wait. No, I have to get that. So it's like, I have to get up way earlier to get it all done. So I can be home, feed him breakfast, get him to school, get showered, go to work. And it's just been the discipline of sticking to habits. I think if you do not stick to your habits, it falls apart. You know, if you give something up, you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to work out because 
it's late day on Wednesday. And he goes, no, I'm going to work out just because it's his late day. It's not my late day. And it's just staying mentally strong and keeping your habits. Mentally. Do you feel clear in your mind? Yes. That is a great question. I was consuming so much sugar from drinking Cokes that let's talk about that because I never drank Cokes until I moved to the South. It's like a thing, sweet tea and Coke. It's like I moved to Atlanta and everybody's like, here's a Coke, here's a Coke, here's a Coke. Again, I think I have an addictive personality. So I think that's something you should recognize about yourself. I was like, okay, I'm going to start drinking Coke because everyone else is. And then next thing you know, I'm addicted to Coke. So I think I was so clouded by sugar. I didn't even realize it. I was so tired. The very thing that you would drink to get energy was Coke was my vitamin. So I would just order a huge Coke. It was like clouding everything. And I just felt like I was so tired. I was so stressed to the max. And now I feel crystal clear. I mean, I feel rested, which is amazing. I think my workload is even more, but I'm feeling more rested. I think it is it has been life-changing, the sleep piece of changing my sleep habits. It's been life-changing of my eating habits. Like every piece of it, working out, it's been life-changing. I mean, I didn't work out for like 20 years, people. Like when I tell you I had kids and everything became kid-focused and everything became about their goals, their success, their eating habits. I was the organic cook in the kitchen, pureeing food, doing all the right things, but then I'm eating like, you know, like a toddler as well. So it's just, it's just amazing how much energy you have when you actually take care of yourself. Like when you sleep properly, this is a whole lifestyle change, complete lifestyle change. I know when I was younger, listen, I always, I kind of prided myself for the physical piece. I was at 12, I was in a gym working out. I was working out at 16. I was working at 20. I, that's what I did when I had kids, you know, my first child, when Riley was born, I was hauling him to the gym and then he hated the gym because of separation anxiety. And so I, I gave in right to my kids and I was like, well, you know what? There'll be a time for me later. That was a mistake. Actually, it is a whole lifestyle change of putting yourself on the list basically. And I think what happened is I just decided everybody else will be okay, but they'll be even better if I put myself on the list. So I've tried diets when I was younger. I tried the diet after you had kids to just like not eat anything, get back in my jeans. This was never intentional about gene size or about what the scale said. It was truly about survival when it began. And now it's just about being excellent in my health. Like it's changed from survival to just feeling my very best. It is never, I mean, would I like the scale to say a weight that probably will never happen? Sure. But I think it's not what's driving me. I know it's not what's driving me. What's driving me is that I feel amazing when I wake up, that I have energy. And then I look good for myself. You know, I remember not wanting to look at myself in a family photo. How many times have you not done the family picture because you don't feel good in your skin or getting in front of, I will tell you another big push was every day I'm in front of this camera and doing try on sessions. And I didn't feel good about myself. And that was a real challenge. And I remember one day being so mad about it and just the photographer showed up for a big photo shoot and they wanted to put my face all over our new website. And it was a big deal. And we invested a lot of money in this website and they were like, so we need you all over it. And I'm like, Oh no, no, it's about my work. It's not about me. And they're like, no, it's about you. It's about this brand you built. And I remember doing this photo shoot, hating it. And I went into the bathroom to change my clothes. And I thought, 
you know what? I'm like mad at everybody just trying to do their job, putting me on the website and, and the photographer. And I just looked in the mirror and I'm like, this is you. You're the only one that can change it. Like just do something about it. So that was kind of a turning point as well. It was all in that same time frame of, I'm just sick and tired of this. And I, I'm the only one who can fix it. What does the blood work and the doctor say? So that's a great point. So I started this journey, you know, with the walking and changing what I was eating. And then I went to the doctor feeling really proud of myself. Like, Oh, I've made some great gains here. And then, um, when I went to the doctor, they did my blood work and they said, you are a diabetic. And I'm like, what? but I'm like working out and I'm getting healthy. And the doctor was very frank with me. And he's like, we want to put you on medication. It runs in my family. My mom was a diabetic and he's like, you know, it was just only a matter of time. And yeah, you've done great. You've gotten some weight off. I hadn't gotten it all off, but he's like, you needed to lose more weight. And that's, that could probably correct it. I think they told me I probably need to lose 20 more pounds, 20 or 30 more pounds. And I was feeling good because I lost weight. I don't know how much cause I had stopped looking, but I'm going to say it was like 80 pounds in its entirety. Could have been like 50. I don't know. But, um, I told the doctor they were giving me the prescription and I didn't even tell the doctor. I told the woman that was checking me out and I said, listen, I'm not going to fill this. I just need like three months and I'm going to come back and then he can do my blood work. And I got in the car and I thought I am not taking, I'm not getting this prescription filled. And I am not going to be a diabetic. And that was where I really drew the line before it was like, I was just feeling good. I was making changes. And then it was like a diabetic. It was like so loud. And I thought there's no way it's not happening. It's just not happening. I stopped eating sugar. I stopped. I mean, I was clean. I was tight. I was not a, not a touch of sugar. Um, I've loosened up, but I'm no longer a diabetic. I don't need medication. I'm not even pre-diabetic, which is awesome. And then I had high blood pressure. So when I had um, Riley, my first child, I was 26. And in my pregnancy, I developed preeclampsia. And my blood pressure was super high when he was born. They had to put all this medication in me and I couldn't even hold him because I was like, I couldn't move. And it was so, so high. And then it went away. It took some time for it to lower. And then I got pregnant with Jacqueline and it came back and the doctor said, oh, normally when you get it twice, it's going to stick. So you're going to have high blood pressure for your life. And it also ran in the family. My father, high blood pressure, heart issues, has multiple heart attacks. My grandmother died at the age of 40, a massive heart attack. So I knew my cards did not look good. So, but I did, I took the blood pressure medicine. I had Christian even on medication, my blood pressure was sky high. I mean, it was out of control. They had to induce him. He came like three days, three weeks early because of my high blood pressure. So it's been a problem. After I had him, it was pregnancy induced hypertension. But after I had Christian, I even got in pretty decent shape after him. Um, not the physical shape that I'm in now, but good shape. And it, it was high. So I never could shake the high blood pressure until this health journey. Now I, I decided to see a cardiologist. This is another thing. I always went to a general uh, practitioner and I do my yearly, actually that's not even true. I used to do my yearly <laughs> appointments and then I didn't want to go to them because it was so bad. And I knew they were going to weigh me and I knew they were going to tell me I'm out of shape and I knew they were going to tell me all the bad news. And I 
was also afraid of bad news because I had let myself go so far that I just knew I had a disease that I was not aware about, aware of. And I just knew I was going to die. And if I went to the doctor, they were going to tell me and I was going to freak out and I'd have to tell my kids. I mean, this is what was in my head. So I stopped going to the doctor. Big mistake. Do not do that. Because as I stopped going to the doctor, I also was progressively getting worse because no one was holding me to task. And I was like, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I remember one time I went to the doctor and I put my hand up when they weighed me. That's why I'm not exactly sure how much weight I lost, but I feel like they moved that big chunk, the big cube, which put me into another weight category. Um, but I just didn't want to know the bad news anymore. So that was a big thing is I started going back to the doctor and guess what? I wasn't dying of anything. I was just killing myself softly by not taking care of myself. And now I want to go to the doctor. I want to see results. So after just going to a general doctor, actually Douglas told me, he's like, you actually need to see a cardiologist. You've been on this medication. You've lost a ton of weight. You're super healthy. You work out all the time. Why don't you see a cardiologist? And I went to see the cardiologist and that was about a year ago. And he was like, listen, you're going to get off this blood pressure medicine. You're on way too powerful of a dose. I'm going to take it down and lose, lose some more weight, lose like 10 more pounds. And I guarantee you'll be off this medication. I just went back to him a few weeks ago and he was like, you know what? You did it. You did it. And you did it with diet and exercise. You did it the right way. It takes time. This was not a quick fix. And he goes, but I'm taking you down to a very low, minimal blood pressure dose. And he's like, next time you come, we'll take you off it completely. You're not going to need it, which is amazing. So it just goes to show you, you can change your habits. You can change your blood work. You can change things that you think you're going to, your genetics. Like I thought I will always have high blood pressure. I will always be a diabetic, my mother and my father, but you do not have to you don't have to be that. You can be healthy. So we're good now. Really good blood work. Go to the doctor, find out where you are. It's a baseline. And then you work against it. And then you see improvements and then you're proud of yourself. That cardiologist appointment, I was like jumping up and down after I was so happy. And you know what? I was proud of myself because I accomplished a goal. And these little goals are really good to have, whether it's blood work, improving your blood work, improving, you, you know, little gains, your sleep, improving your working out schedule little things. Is there a current goal you have right now that you're working towards? Yes. I have a couple of them. I, I do want to complete this marathon in really good time. Um, so that's one of them. We were talking about that last night. I'm like, maybe we should have like a goal of our pace, but I, I feel like I just want to be more muscular. Like I, my goal is to look in the mirror and see definition. And that just is not for a jean size, like I said, or a size thing. I feel like all my sizing is as low as it's going to get. It's, it just will show me progress. I want to see definition. And I was very thin when I was younger, probably, I don't even know, maybe the same size, but, um, I never had definition even when I was young. I just have been a very straight kind of body. Um, and a thin, like a thin body and I have never seen it. So I have a goal of actually just standing, not flexing, but just standing and seeing definition. Is that silly? That's my goal. No, that's great. <laughs> and to be super healthy at 50 and 60, like when I'm 60, I, I still want to be in, in my, I still want to be super fit. When you first started your health journey, was there a misconception or something you thought in your head that you've proven false through doing? Does that make sense? It does make sense. That's a great question. Um, yes, I thought 
my whole life that a good body, healthy body, fit looking body was through just changing your diet. But I don't believe that. I think I have always tried to adjust my diet. Maybe my younger years, there was a gap and I just didn't, but it truly is both body. Like it's, it's the food and it's the working out. It is a misconception to just, I, I hear young girls. I, I, I hear the conversations when I visit my daughter and they're like not eating, they're starving. They're hungry. These girls are hungry. I'm like, girl, eat and go work out. And, and that's what I've taught my daughter. And, you know, I was talking to her this morning. She's on the treadmill. She had a healthy breakfast and she eats and she eats food for fuel. So I think the misconception is starving yourself to a great body. And it's really, um, it's just not, it's a balance. It's, it's such a balance of everything. And it's a misconception to focus on one thing. It's really not one thing. It's sleep, it's food, it's working out, it's movement. It's not even like, you don't have to go to the gym. It's just moving your body. I don't watch TV. You asked me like something about TV earlier. I don't watch TV because I think it's a waste of time. Now there's times when we'll watch a movie and it's fun, but I'm just thinking I could be working out. I could be making a healthy meal. I could be food prepping. Like I think of a million things I could be doing. Um, and we used to spend a lot of time just sitting around and watching Netflix and shows. And I just, I wasn't moving. So I think one habit people can make that's super easy is just getting off the couch and just moving, taking the dog for a walk, um, you know, just walking around the block, you know, just a little movement. Do you count your steps? I used to be completely obsessed with it. Um, I would like challenge myself. I would do challenges with Douglas, challenges with Jacqueline, you know? Yeah. I, I really was into it. Um, it's a great starting point. I, I don't do it as much now because it isn't about my steps. It's about my workout now. But when I started, when that's all I was doing and I wasn't in a gym, that was, a good goal at the end of the day. Like, did I hit 10,000? You know, my son started working out and he's watched my whole progress of just changing everything. And he's watching his steps right now. And that's a good way for him as he's working all day that even if he didn't get all his steps in during the day, he looks at his watch and he's like, Oh, I need to go for a walk after work. It's just a really good tool just in your toolbox to just see, Oh yeah, I guess I did sit a lot. And you check your watch at the end of the day, the aura ring will track it. So I do, I do sometimes check the aura ring, but it's not my all in all right now. It used to be my all in all. That's how I measured my success. Cause that's what I was doing. I was walking. Um, but now with the workouts, it's just, did I get a good workout? And I feel good about that. And it's going to change over time. Like it, you might start walking and then you might start running. You might go to a gym, which was really hard for me because I didn't feel comfortable going to a gym alone. Number one, number two, not knowing how to use any of it. Number three, the worst form ever. I have the worst form. And so I was embarrassed. And so it's because I didn't have knowledge and I didn't know how to use it, but I just did it. And I asked a lot of questions and I had trainers help me that weren't personal trainers, but I was at Orange Theory and I would say, I don't understand what you're doing. I have no coordination, by the way. So a lot of these movements, I was like, wait, what is she doing? Right arms up, left legs down, you know? So it would just take me time. And you just have to realize no one's looking at you. Everyone had a starting point. Everyone's been there before. And that's what I'd have to tell myself. And I would just do it. And I would do it the best that I could. And every day I would get better. So it's like stages and phases, I think. So the Apple Watch might be super important when you begin. It's just a really, I think I started with 5,000 steps. Then it went to 10,000. Then I got to a range where I wanted 20,000. I was like not happy if I was like at 20,000. And then I was like, okay, 
I might need to chill out a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but I loved it. And it really, that is where I lost my weight was walking. It was not in a gym. The gym is where I've toned. It is not where I lost weight. Is there any workouts that are new to you that you've tried recently? Um, let's see. So I feel like, well, the running has been new because I just thought you would run, but there's like a way to run. So that has been new to me. And, and even yesterday I was running and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this incline. I'm going to do this speed and trying to figure that out. And then home, I'm working in a home gym gym now. And so you have to kind of be your own self-starter. And so a lot of the movements that I'm doing in the home gym, cause I don't have a trainer telling me what to do, or I don't, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot of new things with tonal. Like I'll, I'm like, I've never done the Bulgarian, um, squat squat before. So I'm like, okay, that's new, but it's paying attention. And I'm the type that has to look at the screen and I have to pause it and I have to maybe watch it twice because I want my form to be awesome. I'm looking at the mirror and I'm like, okay, is my posture right? You know, that's something too. My posture is horrific. And when I had a trainer, he pointed that out to me and he was like, you will be amazed at what good posture will do for your form. And so now I'm mindful when I'm running. I mean, it's a constant struggle. I just didn't even realize how much habitually I'm like doing this. So when I'm running, I'm like this morning, we were talking about it, shoulders back, chicken wing arms. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. So I think for me, the new part has just been really trying to adapt to new exercises, but doing it the right way. It sometimes takes me a longer time because I'm not coordinated. So I'm like watching it multiple times, slowing it down, doing it right versus doing it fast. Stretching also, um, I don't like to stretch because I like fast, 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 right? So, but one thing we're trying to do before I work out, before I run is stretching properly. I am not flexible. That's the other thing. Like every time I stretch, do you find it's hard? Oh, I love it. You love it? Well, I love yoga. Okay. Maybe I need to try yoga. I will tell you, I am not flexible. So I mean, every morning when I stretch, it's like, it takes me so <laughs> to get those toes. I mean, it's like every morning, it's not like but getting you can easier, reach the toes. but I can reach my toes, but it takes me like a couple, like three times before I can actually reach them because I'm so stiff. I'm very stiff. Yeah. Stretching before and after a run, taking the time to stretch even after a workout, you know, tonal encourages you to stretch and I'm like, ah, I'm done. And I'm like, no, I got to stretch. And it will help you, um, like heal and restore your body quicker. It's just better. So you should stretch. Do you still like running? I do. But do you think anyone can run? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I always felt like people had to be fit to run, but I feel like I've gotten more fit running. Anyone can run. Anyone can run. You can start anywhere. Yeah. So just do it. I mean, literally, I remember I was in Rosemary probably two and a half years ago and me and my daughter were like, let's just try to run. And we were running like from Rosemary to Alice beach, which is not far. And I just thought, Oh my goodness, I did it. I made it. It was not, it was maybe two blocks. I mean, seriously. And sometimes when I'm running now, it's it's such a satisfying thing that I'm running four, five, six miles. And I'm like, I could not run a block. And that might be where you start is a block and you're just a slight little run. But when you just keep doing it and you just keep, it's just another habit. You just keep doing it and you get better and better and longer and longer. And before you know it, you're like, I'm a runner. It's just amazing. You don't have to be in great shape, but it gets you in good shape. It works on your endurance. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I agree. Now I'm interviewing you. But yes, I think that's the thing for running is it, it to me, 
I feel like I could run, like I have, I'm fit enough to run where I struggle is the endurance is I'm like, wow, three more miles. Are you serious? And it's a mental thing for me. It becomes more mental than physical. Yeah. It comes with time. Yes. I mean, eventually you won't even be thinking about it and you've gone 10 miles. Yes. Maybe. You need a great playlist though. I'm telling you music is everything. It was important for walking. It's important for running. I love it loud in the gym. We have headphones on when we're working out in the gym. A great playlist is important. Key. Yes. I, I'm not the girl who's going to be able to listen to a podcast. Sorry. Even this one while I'm working out, I need to be like Justin Bieber eighties. Yeah. Little EDM. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. Are you a big EDM guy? He is. Yeah. He's gotten me into it. If you find that you have slow music in your headset, it affects... You go slow. It affects how fast you run. Yes, Although sometimes I feel like the slower music, I'm just like... So sometimes I was listening to Foreigner the other morning and I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah. I was like into it. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I like 80s. Let's, Let's end with this question. Um, plastic surgery. Have you had any plastic surgery? Good question. I have never had plastic surgery ever for the record. I have never, um, done any type of enhancement. Um, nothing. I mean, nothing. Uh, I will tell you, you, we're just going to be honest here. I've never had any desire to go under the knife. I've never had any desire. Um, in fact, even at my heaviest, I was just like, kind of like, I've always had a pretty good body image, even when I was heavy, which is probably a problem because I just didn't see it. But I, I just wasn't that girl that was always thinking about my body. I just have never been that person. Um, but I will say losing weight and I've lost a lot of weight. There's things that I just can't fix. So I've never had plastic surgery. I lost my boobs. I have no boobs. And unfortunately for women, you lose a lot of weight in your boobs and your butt when you lose weight. And so have I considered like, I would like to get a lift? Yes, I have considered it. I'm not even a candidate for a lift because there's nothing to lift. I mean, that's where I'm at. That's the dead honest truth. So, um, you know, I have considered it. I'm never saying never. I don't know if I would actually do it. Um, cause sometimes I feel like booze make you look heavy. I'm like, I've done all this work. I don't know if I even want them, but sometimes when I'm just being a girl and naked in front of the mirror, I'm like, boy, a dress would fit better if I actually had something. Um, there. So yes, never have done it. Um, do I think it's bad to do it? I don't, I think people, if they feel better about themselves, you should do it. I'm not about, um, you know, Oh, you can't do that. You know, we're women and there's a lot of parts (laughs) and I, whatever makes you feel good in your skin, if it's losing weight, if it's an enhancement in your breast, you know, I have friends that have had reconstructive surgery after they went through breast cancer. If it's, you do something to your face, if it makes you feel good, I think do what makes you happy. Um, I just haven't done that. And I don't know that I would, or if I will, we'll see. But I do want to say, um, the other thing I've never done just for, to, cause everyone asks me, what is the shot that people do? Ozempic. I've never done Ozempic or any type of assistance, I guess you would call it. I'm not even going to speak into this cause I'm not a physician and I'm not, I'm just saying I've never done that. This has all come from changing every piece of my lifestyle, body, mind, soul, and spirit. I do think, and I'm going to end with this, that the spiritual piece 
is important because there were days that I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. You know, endurance is a big thing. Scheduling is a big thing. You know, I will say it's super important to make time for yourself, but I leaned into my faith on a lot of this. And there were times when I'm like, it was a mountain. And if I looked at it, like I have to lose 80 pounds, I have to get fit. I have to run a half marathon. I have to start cycling. If I started looking at all these things that I've done, I would have never done it. It was baby steps, you know, asking God for strength and endurance to do it and doing it. Did you have one more question? One more question. We tell. have to know. Yes. Have you gone back to the canyon? No, but I think I need to do that. Actually, um, my kids have talked about it. It's in Los Angeles and it was on our trip um, to LA. And it's like the the canyon all the celebrities are on apparently. But I think it would be awesome to go. I think we have to do that. So <laughs> Douglas is like, done, we're going. Um, and you know what would be awesome is if not we just walked it, if we ran it. I mean, could you imagine? I think we have to do that. So um, that would be really fun. We'll go back to the canyon. I'm really excited to share this journey. I know there's been so many questions and I want to end with a couple of things. Number one, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. It doesn't matter if you can go to a gym or not. The only thing you have to do is to make a decision to put yourself on the list. And if that's going to bed a little bit earlier and not doing the dishes and cleaning the kitchen and packing all the lunches and all the things that I know we're doing, you're doing, just do it. Just put yourself on the list make the time for you. Again, it's not about your genes or your size. It's about you feeling your very best. And when you feel your very best, you'll be able to be the best mom, be the best wife, be the best boss, employer, employee. You will be your very best. And that's what I'm so happy about. Cause I feel like I'm finally at 50 years of age at my best. Number two, you don't need a gym membership. Um, you don't need to spend money. You know, the one thing you might need to invest in is a good pair of walking shoes. So invest in yourself, not only with your time, but getting a good pair of shoes. And you know what? Just splurge on a good headset so you can have some great music. I would say those are my top three things. Um, also I've invited a really special guest. He's going to join us next week. He is, um, the owner of an, of Synergy gym. They also have a nutrition piece and he is a wealth of information for wellness, all things from food to sleep to, um, where do I start? How do I begin? We talked about everything. I was so inspired. I was reignited. Honestly, after I spoke with him, I think you will too. It's going to be a two-part series because we had so much content to talk about. Um, So tune in next week, part one with Will, all things wellness journey. I'm telling you, we can do this and we will do it together. So stay tuned. I look forward to talking to you next week on Chatting with Chess. 